I'm your host, Riem Zin Labidin, and you are listening to Tech Tag Podcast. Today, our guest is Ahmed Hafez Zaid. He's a senior Android developer at SumUp, and he's also a good friend, and he's an inspiring person. I'm very excited to talk to him. So let's meet with him and learn more about his journey. Hello, Ahmed. Finally, we made it. Welcome to Tech Tech. Thank you, Wayam, for the invitation. Finally, we made it. I'm pretty happy to be actually with you today. It's my pleasure to have you here. So introduce yourself and tell us more about you. Who is Ahmed Zaid? Okay, so uh, I, as you said, my name is Ahmed, originally from Egypt, 32 years old guy. I've been working on software, I think, professionally for 11 years now, like time flies, literally. Mm-hmm. However, I already started, I started like doing some software stuff, I think like 20 years ago or something. So um, I'm basically right now working as a senior software engineer, as an Android engineer, basically, in SumUp. And I had some other experiences here in Germany. I think uh, one was in Flink, not that long. I just was there for only five months and also was working for Moya, the vocal backend company, I think where we actually met with him yeah. for almost a couple of years. We have been working together, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and uh, before this, I was working for Xing for a couple of years as well and had experiences back then in Egypt for five years. That's it. It seems you have an interesting experiences, uh, especially you mentioned that you started 20 years ago. So you got interested into programming since you were very young. Tell us how you got this inspiration. Yeah, actually, it's a long story, I would say. Like, it's kind of like funny. My father is a doctor, so since I was a kid, I was always looking forward to being, to being a doctor at some point in my life. However, I was always afraid of God, afraid of any kind of like scenes like this. And my father used to say, like, this is not your thing. In the meantime, I was really, really good in, at math, like getting grades, a lot of grades. And also in the same time, when it comes to computer, I used to play with computers since I was maybe 10 years old or something. Mm-hmm. And I was really that nerd at this point who, who used assemble, the assemble everything in the laptop and also in, in the case back then in, in the computer cases and also to try to break stuff since I was like literally 10 years old. So I cannot tell you how happy I was when I was able to hack some games, get some, change some stuff in the data itself, like opening, trying to reach for the source code and changing some stuff. Yes, I was literally 10 years old and also enjoy, like enjoying like changing many resources. I think like first time I wrote a script, I was like some sort of like 10 years old or something. Uh, I I never knew what was it. And then I, a friend of mine used to play a lot on, on the computer. And I think his brother was a software engineer at this time. And he was telling us about some stuff and I tried something. And I was like, wow, I'm able to move some stuff from one place to the other with just writing something and just running it through the command. So at this time, I was like, yeah, then I really don't like anything about like being a doctor or something. And maybe this is this is actually what I really like doing. And since then, I started really focusing on software. So I started computer engineering back then, I think, in, in Cairo University. 
which was actually a little bit of a challenge as well, because in the first year, you cannot say that you are going to computer engineering, you are just in the engineering faculty. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get a very, very high grade in order to go to the department of computer. So I, as I, I joined literally engineering just for one thing, I want to be a computer engineer. So I got, I would say like grade A, I was like one getting got really high grade and then I joined it and I started really studying it. So you found out uh, your passion about computer and based on that, you decided to go to that path. Yes, exactly. Like I was really like once I saw like I can write some stuff and see something moving and so on. I was like, wow, I really need to do this. And then I also told you like I was really passionate about like the hardware stuff, not only the software stuff. So I was playing a lot of with, with hardware when I was a kid, not understanding what exactly happens, but I really wanted to put this and this and see what happens. So yes, it was for me like something that I, I would say like I liked since I, I was a kid. That's really cool. And uh, then uh, after uh, your studies, how did you uh, go uh, to your professional life? Like how was it like through an internship or your first job? Okay, so I think it's it's a couple of stuff. Like I had a couple of internships while I was studying. One of them was back then in Vodafone, Egypt. I worked with some sort of like clustering with Hadoop, like an Apache clustering stuff. And uh, also like I, I like Hadoop MapReduce, if you know it. And mm-hmm. um, I used to play with it in, in this internship. I had it like three months. And by coincidence, one of the professors that was part of this internship had his own company. And, and I joined this company after uh, graduating. And I actually didn't join it because of the internship, but I joined it literally by coincidence. I didn't know that he owns a company, the, this company, but the interview was really funny because we knew each other. And then I had one of the interviews. It was not that easy, full of tricky questions about problem solving. And I joined it. I also had another internship like with Mentor Graphics, if you know it. It's an American company like for hardware. I used to, to do some hardware stuff back then. And writing, I don't even remember the, the the language that I used to write to just simulate some boards and so on. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the name of the language because that was like 13 years ago or something. And then I joined my first job like days after I graduated, even before the results of, of the, the last uh, semester uh, mm-hmm. there. I, I joined the company. They I had an interview uh, during the last semester and I so it literally hired me the next day that I, I, I finished my exams. So you joined the company where you uh, had your internship or was it uh, mm. another one? Uh, another company, but the same like professors that I had the internship with in Vodafone was the same professor who owned the other company. Oh. And I joined in from day one as an Android developer. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an Android device, but back then I kind of like joined in, in, in first literally by chance. I didn't have like a decision on what I would like to, to do or what like in, in my professional career. However, just after a couple of months from my first job, that was my decision that this is the thing that I really like the most. And I saw the future at this point and like then like 11 years ago that I saw that mobiles will be like really important more than any other thing. That's why I was like, yes, this is a thing that I'm not going to change. So I put all of my focus there to, to really learn a lot about Android and try a lot of stuff from them. 
Cool. And uh, is uh, there like challenges uh, that you had faced during your first experience, like uh, the real job when you got into that uh, environment for the first time? Yeah, many challenges. First of all, I, I had zero experience with Android, like zero experience. And I joined as an Android developer. I remember my first day when they gave me an Android app and they said like, this app has some bugs, find them and fix them. And I was like, I don't even know what, like I only, the only thing that I did with Android was that coding a challenge in which I literally like downloaded back then, it was Eclipse, downloaded Eclipse for Android and just integrated some SDKs and got some app working without having real like knowledge about Android. And then my first job was like, oh dude, start doing this. And for me, that was really challenging in the beginning. And it, it took me quite time until I really learned a lot about Android. Second, the challenge was actually getting used to like, like really having a product that many people can use because back then in the college, all the products that I'm working were just for learning and my internships, they were just being used internally by the companies where I, I use them. However, with this company, I was like, oh, I'm just working on something that people can actually use. And I remember there was one app that I saw some people using in the streets and it was really nice to just feel like that the product you are working on, you see people using. So it took me a, a lot of time also to just really maintain the level that I can hear many feedback from users that I never expected. Because back then when I was young, I was like, yeah, and I, I can think of any idea, you know, that. Yeah. and then then when I started hearing feedback, I'm like, oh, this is something we never thought of and so on. And that was the first thing that I would like, second thing I learned after technical stuff is that you really need to listen to the to your users. You should not be like blind about like what they are talking about. And you should really see what they say and get like real feedback about them because this is how you really move because you can literally work on your own idea kind of like your brain is just stuck in, in its own environment and it thinks like, oh, this is how the whole world thinks. However, when you go to the real life, you find out that every single person will have a different idea and feedback is the key in order to have an, an, a successful app. Yeah. You have your own perspective while building uh, the application, but the users would use it sometimes differently as you thought it would exactly. be used. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Back then, I have like uh, a real example about it. We had an application. It was called Paul. It was named after like some octopus that was predicting like the like the matches scores in some World Cup. I think 2010. It has an, a very nice idea. I think back then in 2012 that we were having some sort of a VPN on your phone. And then we were downloading uh, many of the data that we expect that you will use. And then we inject this data within the app that you use. So to give you an example, we were downloading YouTube videos even before YouTube download became available based on getting like the API of your YouTube and knowing you recommended. So we go and download them when you are on Wi-Fi. And if you are connected to the VPN, we were intercepting the packets going through your phone. And we know that this is this video that we have already cached. And then we get it back from a, like a local streaming server to watch on YouTube. So you can imagine you're just sleeping, you wake up, you open your phone while you are 3G and then you have everything cached on the Wi-Fi and you watch it. Back then when the internet was not as good as now, the packages were really expensive. It was an amazing idea. Mm -hmm. And we were working on it 
for many apps, not only YouTube, YouTube, CNN, ESPN, many, many applications. All of them were working. And back then we thought like, wow, we came with an idea that no one will ever really say something about. And then we have we were actually featured in TechCrunch. And then when we when the app was downloaded, no not a single person understood what it does. Oh. So we were thinking like, wow, we are having the best idea ever. And then when we got to the market, nobody understands because we opened the app, nothing is yet downloaded. So they open an empty app because they need to wait. The only way for, for the app to really work is when it starts downloading and then they start using the other apps. So at this point, it was a, like one of the biggest learnings, like as I told you before, like you have to get together feedback from your customers as soon as you can, because you might think that you have the best idea and you actually have a, best, a good, very, very good idea. However, it's not enough because you need to get feedback and gather feedback as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So you can really learn. And that's what we actually did. We started shifting a little bit and just having the app in a different way. And then by time we were able to get something like sending some sort of SDK that downloads this instead of having an app. So different applications and actually use it by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. That company, was it a huge company? No, it was a it was a startup. Mm-hmm. Startup based in Ohio State and also in Cairo. So we were not that many people. We were like, think like 10 to 15 developers max and two designers and think one QA. We were not that big company, but we were kind of like having an idea that we were working on. So we were able to get something successful. But again, we across like the many years that I was there, we learned it a lot, I would say. Mm-hmm. And again, as I told you, like the biggest thing is gather the feedback from your customers as soon as you can. Yeah. It's a valuable point uh, to mention. That's true. And then how you did you progress into your career? How long uh, uh, have you worked on that company and then you decided to move? So I worked for this company for five years. I also developed some iOS, not only Android. And I was always like, no, I feel more Android development. I was like, okay, now it's time to move to a real multinational company. Then I started applying to some companies abroad where I can really work in a really multinational uh, like company to gain a different level of experience. So I applied to many interviews, many jobs, and had so many interviews, as I mentioned, until I got accepted in Xing. So I moved to Xing after five years in, in the, this startup in Cairo. Uh, and in Xing, I spent a couple of, of years. For me, I also learned a lot in Xing. One of them is like working for a bigger company. It was a complete different thing than a startup. Things are way slower. You have to really spend a lot of time in 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 just organizing how you would do stuff, and which is completely different from a startup. A startup, you need to move really fast. You need to develop a lot of stuff. You need to be really super super interactive. However, in a big company, in a corporate, you have to be make to make sure about the coordination and everything you 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 make is very well coordinated. So you don't end up in, in kind of like double double stuff like done in the same way and so on. So I also learned it a lot there. And I also gained my first experience with a real multinational team, like a team from many nationalities and many cultures, many experiences. And also I had quite big growth when it comes to the career level because back then in the startup, you develop a lot of small apps, you develop a lot of small features in in different like stuff however in a very big corporate you are really focused on one feature and then you have to really focus on it and 
work on it and make it better and you have to accommodate to the fact that stuff needs to take more time and then the startup and since then i'm I just as I, I mentioned i moved between like a couple of more companies here in germany and that's it uh, when you moved to Germany, the first, like the first job, was it uh, the same? It is related to your um, experience when you were in Egypt. Uh... Yes, yes, I worked as an Android developer mm-hmm. there as well. Like this is a job that I I have been working on since I graduated, literally, moving companies, but with just Android developer, maybe different levels of seniority, but always um, working on Android. But I mean, with Xing, uh, you work at in Xing in Egypt, and then later when you moved. No, no, to... no, 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 no. Xing was in Germany. In oh, Egypt, okay. Company. Xing is like they call it the German LinkedIn. Yeah, I thought uh, it has uh, an office in uh, no, Egypt. No, 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 no worries. So okay. it was Xing. I moved from Cairo to Hamburg to work for Xing. I see. And uh, was there a challenges during this uh, change, like moving from a country to a new country? Many challenges, I would say. Many, many challenges. First of all, you need to kind of adapt to the culture. People are different, way different than, than every other person that you were dealing with. Even if I was working with some Americans, it's different. Like the culture is quite different even than many other countries in Europe. So I had to adapt to, to to the culture. I went through a lot of stuff. Like one funny story was my first day I got lost for one hour and all my papers were kind of like became very wet because there was a storm and I didn't have anything to cover my head, my stuff. And all my papers like were completely screwed, even my passport in my first day in Germany. And that can tell you a lot about the challenges that I had I, I lost for one hour. Then I once I arrived, I find out that all my papers are gone and I cannot use them anymore. And I had the only way to get the passport is to literally put it in a, in, in the sun to to just see if it if it dries out and then you can see like if you can use it or not. So that was the first challenge. Then had like many challenges finding a flat and also making new friends, adapting to the culture, also adapting to the company's culture. Again, I only worked like professionally for a startup. Everything is fast. We are almost like 17 or 18 people. So we, we all know each other quite well. We were friends more than colleagues. And then you move out to a company that has thousands of employees and then you have to adapt to the size, to adapt to the culture and all of this. So. It took me, I would say, quite time until I really felt like that I adapted and I'm kind of like part of the society here. I can understand. And uh, uh, also in a big company, when you would like to suggest some new features or something, it is uh, more difficult, right, to uh, go through different uh, people or process. Exactly. Like the process is different. People, you need to talk to many people. You need to coordinate a lot. Make many compromises. It's it, it was like kind of like a journey that was full of learnings for me. First couple of years, especially because it was completely different for me, like than my old startup experience. Yeah, I can see how much this helps you to grow. Also, then how did you uh, progress? After two years in Xing, I felt like okay, time to move to another experience. I moved to Moya, where we actually like met. We working in the same team. 
yeah for some time and that's it's my pleasure for sure <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm happy that we met me too me too i'm very very happy that we met and i worked for like uh, like moya for between three different teams um i'll also learn it a lot in moya because the domain was very different from anything that i worked on something that was real time something that the data needs to change every couple of seconds. You need to adapt in so many stuff in the same time. The application does not look like quite big. However, in, from inside, you need to, to handle so many stuff. So I learned it a lot also in Moya, especially also I worked on the internal application that drivers use, which was also a different experience that you get the feedback from some of the workers uh, or your colleagues in, in the same company. And you really need to adapt to, to, to some of their requests, which is also was a different experience for me. After Moya, I was in some times and I felt like, okay, time to have a new challenge. I moved to Flink and I in Flink, I only spent five months. And then I moved to SumUp and I'm in SumUp for almost one year right now. Can you um, tell us some of the challenges that you have faced like during this, like when you moved from a company to another, like what is your uh, learning experience from these obstacles if you have encountered that? Uh, I think one of the biggest things that you need to have in your mind is flexibility and really being open to people because what you figure out, the more you move between companies, the more you meet people, different people, and you need to have, I would say, like different ways of like like the conversation between, between people. You have to be really open. You have to, to know that people are different. And you, you personally are is different, like and or like are different than compared to other people, and you have to adapt to this. So mm -hmm. first thing is that I learned is that you have to be open to the differences between people. And second thing that I learned is, is changing the topic that you are working on is sometimes something quite good for you, and also quite good for a company, uh, for you, and because you will always keep learning a lot of stuff. You would keep learning like tackling many stuff that you never tackled. And also for the company, because a fresh eye is always good from time to time. Someone comes from outside and sees what you have been working on and your brain is already stuck there and starts to give feedback. So this is something that I also learned is that you have to be open that when someone new joins, you might just kind of like have a different perspective on something and so on. So the more I moved between companies, the more I was able to, to see such stuff that we are different. Yeah, that's true. And um, what are your current challenges now that you, motivates you every day? So although I'm working for SumUp, which is kind of like right now, a quite big company, it's not that small. However, in the same time, I'm working for something in SumUp that they, it is considered as a startup within SumUp. Mm -hmm. So it's always a challenge because you need you need to get a product at some point or, or, or to a like specific mature point where this small startup can really gain some sort of big value for the company. So it's always a challenging because you have to really think about everything. It's not only about developing like stuff, but you have to challenge everything. And you have to really think about the stuff that you need to do. And you have to talk to, to the product owner and like about ideas, about the stuff that you want to change, which is something I, I really like right now. It's a challenge because we are working on something that is still in a quite early phase and we need to make it quite big. So we are working a lot, doing a lot of stuff. So for me, this is the biggest challenge right now is to get it to be successful app for SumUp so it can kind of like gain some sort of reality or rewarding for some. It's called SumUp Pay, by the way, if you want to try it. It's some sort of 
like a wallet app that is having also uh, some sort of like duality and rewarding for especially for for like when you use some of the merchants uh so it's a challenge to to get it really like in in a position when it's really valuable to the company and valuable to everyone else and also valuable for all some of merchants i can imagine and uh, what are your goals for the future like your goals in this path <laughs> so currently i'm i'm senior software engineer and basically in android mm-hmm. i really like coding And this is the thing that I like the most. So I'm not seeing myself changing anything regarding like working really technically right now. So I see myself at some point like kind of having some sort of like uh, leadership, but in technical. So tech lead or something at some point mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm literally working coding while I'm just kind of like helping people with my experience because I kind of like gained quite good experience, I would say, in because I used so many stuff during these 12 years and between the different companies, different projects, and so on. So I see myself steady right now, and I think for the future, working on some technical stuff, maybe at some point, uh, going into the direction of like tech lead, where I, I really lead some sort of like technical uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can participate uh, more actively to the technical decisions in, within the company? Exactly, like technical decisions, rather than like kind of like any sort of people management. But mm-hmm. rather than like leading some people for some technical discussions and some technical decisions. Yeah. And I think uh, from my perspective, your experience uh, would help because I see that you are you are developing the skills. You mentioned about the different perspectives that it's very important to understand others, etc. And this will make you a good uh, a technical lead and also like a team lead maybe like when you manage people it will be helpful to have this skill and uh, yeah i completely agree with you and this is also something that i'm really learning right now more and more which is again the more i meet people the more i work with different people different cultures and so on the more i really feel kind of like kind of open i would say for meeting more people and like being open to different cultures different ways of working and so on so i hope at some point i would be really like focusing on getting this opportunity but as i told you for now coding is the thing that i like the most nothing else that's very important that you are enjoying every day's job so uh, to wrap up uh, do you have any advice you would like uh, to give to uh, the people who are especially the people who are starting their journey or in a position where they have doubt whether to uh, go towards this direction i would say don't don't be afraid to make mistakes because back then in my first job i was always afraid when i do something wrong And I was like freaking out, like, oh, they will just fire me now because I did a mistake or there was a bug that came to production. And by the time I learned that this is the fate of every developer, I would say, to make mistakes, by the time you will have less mistakes. And if you didn't do these mistakes, you won't really learn. So be open to make mistakes. Don't really get buzzed or feel bad or feel that you are like not that good because you do some mistakes because this is something that everybody keeps doing uh, especially in programming because again it's all about that you your brain must just be thinking in a way that wasn't that is not that correct and you are trapped in this way and then you need a fresh eye or you need something uh, so that would have been very helpful for me i would say if i was told this before my first job 
Mm-hmm. I remember I was literally freaking out. We get a market, like an application to the market, we release it, and then I figure out there was a crash. And my brain started freezing. Like, wow, this is in a place where I wrote this code. And then by the time I learn it, like, happens. And it, whatever you say, like, think you, like, will kind of, like, keep you not doing mistakes, you will make mistakes. So don't be afraid to make them, but try to learn as much as you can. Yeah. Like, if you are making mistakes, it's a proof that you are trying. Otherwise, like, I don't think that there is someone who is... Uh, Um, growing without making mistakes. It's it's part of being human also. I completely agree. I completely agree. And especially in our uh, our career, you know, this yeah. is happening a lot. So we have to be really open that it's fine that you there will be some mistakes and find that you will, like you will keep learning forever. Yeah. Thanks a lot for uh, this nice advice and uh, for your time. I'm very happy that uh, We made it today and uh, we talked about your journey. Thank you, Em, as well. I really enjoyed the conversation and thank you and keep the high spirit just offering such helpful people. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm looking forward to our next episode with a new guest and new inspiring story. Until then... Stay safe and stay tuned to our next episode. Tic Tac, tackle the inspiration.